Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one glorious page of Talmud each day. And today, we are talking page 49. Josh Cross, friend, show's producer. Hello. Howdy. Let me read something to you that um, could come off as a bit obtuse, but I think really contains tremendous insight. Rav Avin said to Rav Amram about this. What is the difference between the Amida prayer, the prayer that we pray three times a day, and grace after meals? He said to him, that question was also difficult for me, and I asked Rav Nachman about it, and he said to me, I did not hear the reason from Marshmuel himself, but let us see if we can analyze it ourselves. For the Amida prayer, which is an obligation, we require him to return to the beginning of the prayer and repeat it. For grace after meals, which is not an obligation, as if he wants to eat, he eats. And if he wants not to eat, he does not eat. We do not require him to return to the beginning and repeat it. Grace after meals is not a full-fledged obligation. It is dependent upon eating, which is optional. So here are these two great rabbis. And they're asking a question that may sound kind of strange to us, but actually sort of makes a lot of sense when you think about it. They're saying, look, you're required to pray three times a day. If you make a mistake in the Amida, the central part of you know the daily prayer, of each of the three daily prayers, uh, you have to repeat yourself to, to an extent. But if you make a mistake during saying grace after meals, you don't have to repeat yourself because they said, well, prayer is an obligation and eating, well, that's up to you. You eat whenever you want, if you feel like it, and you don't, if you don't. What do you think of this strange little paragraph? Well, let me let me clarify one thing for myself before we go anywhere else. Basically, we're talking about in one instance, prayer for prayer's sake, prayer that has to be done because you have to do the prayer. And in the other, you're talking about a prayer or blessing done because you've done something else. Correct. Because you've Some activity that we do, but one is a requirement in and of itself to do, and the other one is because you've done something else or would do something. That is true. So you've gotten a lot more practicing in your old age. Sometime not that long ago, you might have had a nice BLT, and now you don't. And I've watched you pray in airports and elsewhere and done all National sorts of Historic stuff. Landmarks. Exactly. I mean, in front of, of the Motown, Motown Museum, Museum. <laughs> which was a favorite of mine. It is sacred ground. Seriously. So how has it changed for you? Like, how, how do you view this? How does this impact what you're deciding as you become more practicing throughout? What is, how do, how do you differentiate between things that are done because you do them because you should do them and things that you're doing because you've done something else? See, to me, that is what was so interesting about today's passage, because in a strange way, when you decide to live a religious life, the two kind of become intertwined, and they both serve, I think, the same purpose. Uh, reading this this paragraph today really put me in mind of, you know, the Malcolm Gladwell thing about the 10,000-hour rule? Right. That you have to practice 10,000 hours in order to be great at anything, be it, you know, painting or playing the piano or, you know, roller skating. Um, and it kind of struck me as very similar because even though the rabbis make this distinction between the blessings uh, that you say during prayer, which are obligatory, uh, and the blessings that you say after meals, which are, again, dependent on your actions and the meals, they both stem from the same logic, right? The logic is practice, practice, practice. Well, how do you how do you live a religious life? Well, one way to do it, uh, which, by the way, other religions do, is to say, well, here are articles of faith, and you believe in them, and, you know, hey, good, maybe try to reflect them in some way 
in your own personal existence, which is which sounds kind of, you know, wonderful and airy, but actually puts a huge onus on you, right? If you have to live every day of your life trying to live up to some great big ideal, you know, I'm going to be more Christ-like. Well, that's awesome, but what does that mean? I'm freaking out. This is such an impossible demand to put on a person. I think one of the things that I connect to very strongly in Judaism is that it tells you, okay, look, practice makes perfect. I could tell you, watch what you eat and be mindful of, you know, ethically raising food, et cetera, et cetera. Or I could put a whole bunch of requirements on you. I could tell you, always think of God. Or I could tell you, here are these three prayers a day that you absolutely have to say and you cannot make mistakes. It forces you to continue and practice, practice, practice. And by this practice, you really begin to unlock, I think, the meaning of, of this high spiritual connection. Uh, and I love that this distinction comes in, in today's portion because it struck me as, as deeply and intimately true. There ought to be a distinction, if only emotionally for your own purposes, between things that you're commanded to do no matter what and things that you understand are dependent on your actions because your actions are the ones that are, in many cases, driving this faith relationship between you and God. The thing that it brings to mind for me, and tell me if this works for you, mealtimes and the other ones that you're praying about something else, it sort of becomes like, to quote Alan Iverson, it's, we're just talking about practice, man, <laughs> right? It's like you're doing the it. Great, the it, great it, rabbi. Right. It, 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 it's batting practice at the beginning of the baseball game. When you're doing your three prayers a day, I assume, the spotlight is on. You're, you're, you're in the game at that point. That one, you, you, you want to hit the home run. You don't need any foul balls. But when you're doing other things, you're, it's about rhythm. It's about doing your things. It's about knowing where you are and get, getting it right so that when you're actually not in the on-deck circle but at the plate, you do it right. I love that. I love thinking about the Amida as your three-times-a-day opportunity to be at bat with God. Josh Cross, thank you so much. Thank you. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoyed this show, please go rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly section of Reading Daf Yomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope you've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. I tell you that I miss practice. If, 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 if a coach say I miss practice and y'all hear it, then that's that. I mean, I might have missed one practice this year, but if if somebody say he doesn't come to practice, it can be one practice out of all the practices this year. That's enough. If I can't practice, I can't practice, man. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I mean, simple as that. It ain't about that. I mean, it's, it's not about that at all. You know what I'm saying? I mean. But it's, 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 it's easy to, to, to talk about. It's easy to sum it up. 
when you just talk about practice. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Not a game. Not, a, not, not the game that I go out there and, and die for and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. We're talking about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? I mean, we're talking about practice. I know I'm supposed to be there. I know I'm supposed to lead by example. I know that. And I'm not, I'm not shoving it aside, you know, like it don't mean anything. I know it's important. I do. I honestly do. But we're talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? We're talking about practice, man. We're, talk we're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. When you come into the arena and you see me play, you see me play, don't you? You see me give everything I got, right? Absolutely. But we talking about practice right now. But it's an issue that you're coaching. We talking about practice. Man, I look, I hear you. I, it's funny to me, too. I, I mean, it's strange, it's strange to me, too. But we talking about practice, man. We not even talking about the game, the actual game, when it matters. We talking about practice. How the hell can I make my teammates better by practicing?